Audio looks good. Great. Let's go full screen. All right. All right, and we're live. Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of Notable Quotables, your new favorite podcast. Today with me, I have a good friend and mentor, Ravi Walsh. Ravi, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Octavius. Thank you. Do you want to give everybody a, a little introduction about yourself? Um, I am a healer and a coach. That's my role <clears throat> here in Ithaca, New York, where I've been for the past, wow, 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I'm a lover of yoga and meditation. I'm a, mm. well, I've been practicing meditation for the past 35 years. Mm-hmm. with a divine teacher named Guru Mai Chidvalastananda, who resides just three and a half hours south of me down in South Fallsburg, New York. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that'll, that'll do it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I will definitely vouch for, you know, you in terms of a healer and a spiritual leader. You've really helped me a lot on my path. And, you know, I always... Even if I don't come to you directly, you know, I definitely, I tap into the energy that you emit whenever I need, whenever I need guidance. So just thank you for, for being there for me personally and just for doing what you do in terms of things that are for the betterment of yourself and for the betterment of, you know, this planet. Right. You know, I was thinking about us the other time. Sometimes I chase after you. Yeah. <laughs> that one night that <laughs> <laughs> That faithful night. <laughs> You're fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Used to be. <laughs> you were fast. <laughs> yeah. So no, we'll, we'll leave that. Leave that to them to to muse over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Um, do you, I normally have my guests start off with their first quote. I know you're still kind of ruminating on yours. So do you want to go or I can go first? Uh, sure, I can go. All right. Um, the quote that I'm contemplating this month is your life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. Mm-hmm. And that comes from a, a non-dual inquiry teacher named Byron Katie. Mm-hmm. It's where I heard it. I think it's a much older quote. Yeah. And what does that what does that quote mean to you? Why do you find that inspiring or powerful or interesting? What does that what does it mean to you? You know, I find it it's like an anchor that brings me back to the present moment mm-hmm. when I get hijacked by you know, negative thoughts or you know shit happens. Yeah. Um, or you know that. Um, someone has has landed something in my life that's you know big and and it's challenging my steadiness i'll Mm -hmm. i'll remember you know okay let's you know get our footing let's get the dance going right away by getting the dance step down and this is the dance step this is happening for you right it may very well feel like this is happening to you (laughs) like this is not okay i do not like what's (laughs) going on here um It's just a, it's a very deeply grounding practice um, mm. to remember it, somewhere this is happening for you. You invited this experience in, Robbie. So listen with 50 foot ears, you know, to for where this is happening for you. 
could you could you explain a little bit more about what that means to you like the idea of something happening for you as opposed to to you because i'm i'm familiar with that concept but not all of our listeners may be so could you kind of dive into that a little bit yeah i mean you know the predominant viewpoint that we're taught here is is largely based in victim consciousness yes and you know it, it makes sense. I mean, there are things that just happen out of the blue that mm-hmm. you know, we lose money, we lose people from our life, mm-hmm. uh, we're treated unfairly. So in order to stay centered in a level of awareness where you're, you're in your own individual power, it helps to have this perspective shift, this paradigm shift that mm-hmm. it's really happening for you some level even someone leaving your life mm-hmm. is an opportunity you know for you to grow right for you to come back into the awareness of what's really going on in life which is it's it's a process of inviting you to awaken deeper to who you really are mm-hmm. and i find the more i approach life this way this is happening for me spontaneous openings in the moment just reveal themselves yeah let me give you an example so um last night i went to see a movie which is called father stew okay you haven't seen it it's a great movie father stew okay and i can't remember the main actor's name it's based on a true story gotcha incredible story and i had a friend who wanted to see it with me and we we can have a bit of a cantankerous relationship Mm -hmm. so you know we had plans to have dinner before the movie, and time's kind of constrained. And he's usually a real stickler for time. Like, right. if you show up late for him, you're going to hear about it. Yeah. So, you know, I show up at the theater, and I'm, I'm waiting for him. Five minutes go by, seven minutes go by, and I text him. You know, I'm here. And he writes back, running late. You know, no, sorry, running late. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you know. Like, what's that about? You know, right, I'm right. Back, you know, dude. When I write, you run it late. You know, you're like, well, what are you running late for? You know? Yeah. And I go, wait a minute. All right, put this down. Okay, so if this is, if I continue to just stay in this loop with him, right, which I've watched happen before, mm-hmm. you know, he messes up, I call him on it. I mess up, he calls me on it. It's just a loop. Yeah, and it, it can get heated. We've had weeks where we're like, "I'm not talking to you. Oh, I'm not talking to you either." <laughs> so I put my phone down and I just said, "All right, look, this is an opportunity. This is happening for you. It's like, why don't you give him what you always want from him, which is, hey, it'll work out, no problem. Thanks right. for letting me know." He shows up, <clears throat> and we didn't bring it up at all. Went and had dinner. But we're walking back from dinner, and something happened, which I've never have had happen with this friend. And we've been friends for like seven years. Hmm. He turned to me and he goes, "Robbie, I'm sorry for being such an asshole for so many times toward you." I'm wow. like, "Wow, <laughs> where did that come from?" Yeah, and it's just true, and I really want to change. So I'm sorry. It's like, thank you. And I know I've done the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that would have happened had I not paused 
and seeing, okay, where's the for meanness in this event? Right. But it is interesting that it happened. And um, Mm -hmm. it really started with me seeing, okay, how is this happening for you? Mm. And my reaction to him is the loop, right? Right, right. He's doing what he's doing, but I'm feeding it with, you know, my own antagonism and Mm -hmm. judgment. Um, so that's, that's how I employ it. I really try to go through my day. You know, if I get stuck in traffic, if something gets canceled, I really pause. I use that time to pause and really ask, okay, show me great <laughs> reflection in the sky, <laughs> great mirror of my state. Yeah. <laughs> happening for me. Yeah. I think yeah. that's that's a really great that's a great story. I think that's really awesome that after I think you said what seven years of friendship that that you know that kind of uh, self awareness can happen you know and then and it, it sounds like it came from a very genuine place. I think that's really awesome. I think that right. yeah, you're very right about those those loops those cycles. They can be for better or for worse. And I think that's a really great example um, because I think it shows how we can. Um, Something uh, we've talked about, I think I, I got from one of your teachings, is how we can um, get cast into other people's stories. And I think that's a big thing to, to look out for. We also cast people in our own stories as well. And, I, and it's kind of natural because we all have our own stories. But it's good to be aware of how you're being cast in other people's stories, you know, as the antagonist, as the, you know, the, the helper or the whatever. You know, so that's, I think that's a really great example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, um, I, I've been on both sides of the, the lateness thing. There's been times I'll sit around for half an hour and I'm like, where is this person? And there's times where it's like, Hey, you, you almost here. Yeah. I haven't even gotten out of bed yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. But one thing I started to do is I'm just like, all right, if I'm going to meet somebody, I'm always going to bring a book, I always bring a book. And then that really helps me because it's like, you know, I'll be sitting there waiting for them like a little early sitting there reading the book. And it's like, even if they arrive like 20 minutes late, I'm just like, oh, right, you're here. Awesome. Cool. I'm just like, you know, and instead of like sitting around like, oh, where are they? I'm taking responsibility for my own time and emotional right. state and doing something I enjoy in the meantime, you know. Right. Instead of telling myself, yeah. oh, they're wasting so, my time. So there are two you know, practical teachings that we we get from these experiences. So these are how it's happening too. Mm-hmm. You're responsible, or I believe I am responsible for my mm-hmm. time. Right. And I'm responsible for my emotional state. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah. To really consider how, and, and why would we want to? Why would we want to be responsible for our emotional state? Why would we not want mm-hmm. other people to just trigger that? Right. Many of us know the experience of just being, you know, like a paper doll. Yeah. You know, somebody pulls your string and your arm goes up. Somebody pokes you and your ego and your ego flies off. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, eventually, we come to the realization of what emotions really are, which is energy in motion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if that energy is going into a pattern that we've enacted with many people, You know, as children, we weren't aware of it. We weren't um, conscious of it. The law was still in effect. Right. We were channeling our energy in motion through our emotions. Mm -hmm. Eventually, we have to become the caretakers of our own emotional state. 
And that means that goes back to just a practical example that you gave, you know, have a, have a backup plan, you know, have that book Mm -hmm. and see the value of being in control of your own emotional state. Yeah. Nobody can give us that. We have to harness it ourselves. But once you start to see how good it feels Mm-hmm. Not to be on the yo-yo of other people's stuff. Um, yeah. Life is a really different experience. Absolutely. It's great. It, it is. It's, it's, it's really empowering when you essentially yeah, realize that the power only lies with you. Uh, it, yes, it's very easy and it's very common for us to say things like positively, like, oh, you make me really happy or you know, negatively, oh, you make me really angry. Well, no, they don't. They don't have the power to do that. It's that's not how it works. It's it's a state you created within yourself in response or in reaction to whatever they might have done. But it's if it were that simple, you know, I could cheer anybody up by saying something that I consider to be nice and kind, and that would work, and then they'd be happy. Or I could make the happiest person in the world angry by saying something I consider mean and hurtful. It doesn't work like that. It's a choice to make within themselves. It's just like. It's a big thing with like being offended. You know, I've, I've, I've kind of gotten to a point where I try to be very conscious of the things that I say to people. And then if through that, something still happens where they feel offended as opposed to just saying like, I'm sorry. I'm just like, well, I'm sorry to hear you feel that way. You know, I'm sorry right. to hear that you're choosing to, you know, be offended by that. As opposed right. to considering what I may have been trying to uh, elaborate. And, you know, I will take into consideration, okay, did I say that in a way where it's like I could have been more conscious of how I put it? Could I have put it in another way? For sure. You know, it can right. be a learning experience for both of us. Uh, I just think that, yeah, taking personal responsibility is a big thing for me at this point in my life that I I try to encourage in others because it's something that I, I do for myself. And I found that it it really helps me. So I just try and speak my truth on that. Like, like with the book thing, it's not about the book. It can be playing a game on your phone it could be just sitting and meditating or you know listening to the birds like it's it's just about yeah being present in the moment and recognizing you're in charge of the experience yeah yeah so that and that gives you that experience mm-hmm. of being in charge yeah and it feels good i mean it also feels scary though that i mean i won't lie on that it especially when you first get into it and not to say it doesn't you know, it, depending on what it is and how it happens, like the, just being in charge of your life and really taking charge when we live in a society where it's very commonplace to fall into that victim mentality, it can be very, very scary and overwhelming to just consistently take charge and take accountability for your life, especially when other people around you are not doing so. You can feel a little out of place, a little bit like an alien, but it's really the best thing for you, you know, do or die, it, it, it falls with you. But it, if you if you choose to have that experience as a positive, even though it doesn't always feel comfortable, then it really, it can offer, yeah, like you said, so much benefit. So many doors start to open. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking, Octavius, that mm-hmm. oftentimes clients or students will bring up with me, well, but I have real feelings, you know, of my, about my spouse doing this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's repeated. Right. And I, I don't want to just, you know, read my book and then go to dinner. Right. And one of the things that I've learned is it doesn't mean that we forego speaking to them 
you know, about the behavior. For sure. But we, it's not loaded. It's not loaded. You know, mm. the, the difference here is when we react, we're reenacting. We're reenacting mm. a drama that's already happened in our life. Usually something yeah. that is when we were a child. So that's that's inevitable. Mm. That's been proven now that mm -hmm. every time we react in a situation, we are reenacting a drama that's already happened to us. So we're yeah. living in the past, so to speak. A learned pattern. A learned pattern, exactly. <clears throat> and we want to change that learning because we don't want to live out of patterns. No. Then, if we look at responsibility, my teacher Gromai uses this definition for it: respond to your ability. Respond to your inner ability. Hmm. You have a deeper ability that's not based in reactions. Hmm. So what I'll tell people to do is, you know, wait until, you know, maybe dessert is coming, <laughs> if you can. Or until you're in a calmer space and you say, yeah. you know, <clears throat> I don't mind showing up with the phone and, and the book. But I really wonder, you know, like, what what is it that, stops you from calling me and then saying, you know, oh, I was wrong. I'm going to be 15 minutes late. Right. And I've had clients, myself included, say to a person, I don't feel safe for saying that to you. You lose your shit on me when I say something. <laughs> yes. It's just like, yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stay silent now. Right. All right. You know? So it's, it's, it's muscle building. You know, mm. this is emotional muscle building. And mm. if you can just continually see, well, because if you're this way in any area of your life, you're this way in every area of your life. Yeah, It's not rocket science. If you can really find, okay, well, maybe you are. When someone says, I was wrong, I'm going to be 15 minutes late. Are you somebody who says, great, thanks a lot. Why did you do that? <laughs> you know, yeah. and yeah. you're flying. <laughs> and no wonder people might feel a little hesitant to be honest with you <laughs> when right. that's happening. But what I've watched with people I've worked with and, and myself is when I can really just stay in the yoga of this, right? It's kind mm -hmm. of like what's called the yoga of relationships because that is, that's, that's a active yoga. Right. Then you're pushing yourself further and you're going to see this is a breakthrough for you. If you can really own this. Mm-hmm. And see, okay, this is where you're you're leaning in today. It'll shift. It'll create a massive shift in every part of your life to see yourself as more open, more responsive, mm -hmm. you know, more connecting to other people. Um, right. I want to be that way. So I'm glad I didn't react last night, you know, and call my friend out or anything. Right. Right. Just put the phone down. <laughs> I love your idea. <laughs> I would, I would re not necessarily recommend playing a game on your phone because it's yeah. just so close to that other app. <laughs> Since I'm <Yeah>. here, <laughs> it's tough. It is, it is tough. Yoga. I think that's that's a, a special challenge that we have today, you know, with the advancement of technology. Uh, I think it gets a bad reputation because of, yes, there's obviously this increases in anxiety and all that stuff with social media and stuff like that. But it's just like, I, I personally, I believe, just to touch on that for a quick second, is that, you know, cause and effect or is that just kind of the, 
the revealing of the potential energy out there, you know, the, the, the potential yes. for the, the behavior, but more I, so to the point we're talking about, like the, the ability to literally instantaneously message somebody, whatever it is we're thinking or feeling, that is a lot of power. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, while it's incredible, like, you know, we're different parts of the country, we could be in different parts of the world and we're able to do this right now, you know, uh that that's incredible um yeah but it's it's also it's also a lot of power you know um so that's a it's a particular challenge we have today but that that awareness and that knowing of the person that you want to be that's powerful as well and 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 it can clearly as you stated you know it can win you know it can win in these scenarios yeah 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 it can it can really it it has the potential of being a win-win for all of us especially since if they're, you know, hundreds of miles away, yes, you can write immediately. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But you also have the, the blessing of that space. Yeah. So you could bone down, mm -hmm. sit with that experience inside of yourself. Look at the trigger. Own the tr trigger. It's mine. Mm -hmm. That's my trigger. Right. And then maybe an hour, maybe even 15 minutes later, wow, you know, thank you so much. I just had a huge breakthrough. I see something in myself. Absolutely. I, I'm glad you brought up triggers because I think that's really important. Um, you know, we, we can learn so much from our triggers. You know, being being triggered is a, is a big thing that we talk about in our society. And I think the, the main thing is people try to avoid being triggered or point out when they're being triggered, acknowledging the experience, um, which is good. It's good to acknowledge the experience. Hey, this be... I think it's kind of a... Uh, in between of like acknowledging your emotional state and acknowledging someone's behavior like hey your behavior has triggered something for me you know right. um yeah. and i think at yeah. that point you have the choice to either take responsibility and do inquiry about it or you can simply project onto the other person what you're doing is wrong because it's well, caused this emotional response within me right. you can take either route but right. learning those triggers being aware of them and learning why they happen is super important like it's not wrong to get upset with somebody it's not wrong to be angry with somebody because of something that happened or something that they did it that's good now you have a chance to learn from it why am i angry what about this makes me angry am i more angry than i should be am i not as angry am i not as angry as i should be you know it's it's not about having the feeling it's about how you express the feeling and how you move forward with it I, I believe there are things that should provoke an emotional response from us one way or another because we're, we're emotional beings. That's, it's, it's a part of our, our natural power, our ability to express ourselves, and we live our lives through our emotions. It's just about can you use them constructively? You know, I was really angry you were late. How can I, how can I assess this within myself? Maybe I need to learn to you know, be less uptight or, you know, yeah, maybe I should have expressed to you, oh, I was really short on time. I had things lined out in a certain way. I need to communicate better, things like that. It offers so much ability, more doors open. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, good points. Yeah. So the, good. the quote I have today is of, of a very similar sentiment. Um, let me make sure I got it. I want to say it correctly. It's not super long, but by Carl Jung. He's a psychologist and philosopher. One of my personal, actually probably my personal favorite. 
in that realm. He says, he has a lot of great quotes. It is... Right, so Carl Jung, he says, I am not what happened to me. I am what I chose to become. And I, I love that because it's, again, it's all about personal responsibility. Um, the way I really like to think about this one recently is in terms of writing your own story. Um, you can go through, you know, things like suffering and trauma and negative experiences. And one way or another, I do believe, you know, your, your past defines your present and defines your future in a sense. Because, but it's all about how you, how you write the story. Was that the precursor to your, your hero's journey? Was that the precursor to your, um, your thriving? Or was it the reason that you're stuck in your situation? Was it the reason you'll never get to where you want to be? You get to write that story for yourself. You know, what happened, happened. And, but you get to choose how it affects you, what the story is moving forward. Um, on the last podcast I did, which uh, I haven't put out yet, but we talked about this a little bit in terms of intimate relationships. Um, uh, a great quote that I brought up was um, by Drake, and he says, uh, time left you with a broken heart, but that hardly excuses how you play with mine. It's like there's this horrendous idea in our society, like I've been hurt by people, life's been bad to me, and that's the reason I'm this way to others. And who the fuck cares? I don't like <laughs> take some responsibility for yourself and do the work you need to do to become a better person. Just because other people hurt you doesn't give you an excuse or a free pass to, to be shitty to other people. It, it simply doesn't. It's we can be understanding and empathetic of that, you know, like, yeah, because you don't necessarily know someone's story, but it's not an excuse, you know? I was just <clears throat> sitting with a colleague um, this morning and we were talking about the, the overlapping of uh, two philosophies, the, the yogic philosophy that, you know, your karma is primarily the patterns that mm -hmm. you're healing from your lineage, right. from your family. And then she was countering with all of her work she's done on family systems theory and genealogy. Mm -hmm. And we were looking at, you know, just patterns in our own life that we could see that mm -hmm. was in my father's life and my mother's life and how they repeat themselves. So right. to a certain extent, our, our generational gap is, 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 is <clears throat> clear, clear here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it really, I can tell you from my own experience, that's where it starts. Right. Uh -huh. Who the fuck cares? You know, take responsibility for yourself. Change it. Change the story. Right. Um, that's natural. Mm -hmm. At your age, you know that is the that's the part of the journey. Yeah. Um, and and that will have an influence on you know future generations. I mean, think about that. Mm -hmm. That that's your contribution to this genealogical journey. Right that you are a part of. Your father was a part of it, and your grandfather, and your great-grandfather, and your great-great-grandfather, as well as your grandmother. But we were looking at, you know, just, just how hilarious it is, you know, that the pattern, it just shows up. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, 
in we'll do everything we can mm -hmm. you know to change ourselves and our kids will say the exact same stuff to us that we said to our parents yeah <laughs> like, yeah i'm different i'm not him <laughs> you, you don't understand oh i understand all right yeah You're exactly like your father <laughs> um, and it's it's peaceful to well do me a favor read the quote again uh the quote is i'm not what happened to me i'm what i chose to become so what what i find this awareness brings us to is again is a, is a deeper listening mm -hmm. to people in our life and i think it's 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 radically changing our certainly my generation's experience of what relationships are about that yeah. this new me movement which has gone through time as well mm -hmm. is really helping young people see that nobody is here to make you happy your partner is not going to do that your children are not going to do that no. it's it's but it's a huge you know cultural expectation yeah that we're all indoctrinated we watch movies and tv shows listen mm -hmm. to podcasts where mm -hmm. you know this is this is here so you know it's it's i like that quote because who am i going to become you know in this moment with my partner right like if my partner is repeatedly late and i am triggered can i just get quiet can I take a, a leap of faith and see if I just stay quiet, mm. what questions arise up deeper from inside of me <clears throat> than mm. just my mind? And, and how can I seek to understand versus being understood? Seek to understand more. Mm. And then that understanding just arises up inside of us. We come into contact. Oh my gosh, this is so weird. My father was late a lot. I watched my parents play this drama out. I don't want to play this out the way they did. Yeah. You can literally become somebody in that moment that's new. Yeah, that, I think that's that's very important. I think that that's, because I like the way you put that because I always think about it in terms of larger scale, like, like lifetime scale, kind of like, um, you know, who you become long term. But I think it, it obviously it does start in those moments. It's a moment to moment thing. And that's a great example. Like, okay, right. in that example where somebody's late, there's, you know, a near infinite possibility of people that you can become in that moment. You can become the angry partner who causes a scene at a restaurant. You can become the partner who bottles up their emotions and turns into resentment against their partner. You can become that understanding partner who ways to talk it out at an appropriate time you can be you know there's there's so many different options available to you that you get to you get to choose from um and but even in even in the in between kind of you know taking it more to the long term it's like even if you were that partner who decided to you know cause a scene at the restaurant because they got upset and that's who you chose to become that's not your fate now now you can, tomorrow you can become that partner who acknowledges that behavior, acknowledges that it wasn't the right time or right place, and decides to become the understanding partner who has that conversation. Right. 
And then maybe when it happens a month later, you'll repeat that cycle of coming back after making a scene, you know, but either way, you, you still get the choice and it may take you a thousand times of that cycle to break it. But, you know, each time you come back to that awareness, you're, you're moving a little bit more forward in your development. Right. Yeah. You know, that leads me to my second quote. Ready to hear it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the present moment is the only time you can change what is not working in your life and maintain what is working in your life. The present moment is the only time you can change what is not working in your life and maintain what is working in your life. And that comes from my guru, Guru Mai. Mm. And I picked up on that, what, what you said. Yeah. You have that power, but only in the present moment. Right, and right. The more present we are in that moment, we will literally see this is it. This is where it changes. Mm -hmm. Or it doesn't. And I loved what you said. You could do this a thousand times. Yeah. Until you come to recognize the choice mm -hmm. that you have. Um, and I think this is very powerful in a world right now where we're being inundated with news every day that, you know, there's so much we have no control over. Oh, What's yeah. happening? Ukraine, you know, mm -hmm. the environmental disaster. Yeah. Um, the economy. Um, so it can leave a lot of people feeling very powerless. Yeah. But as you know, Octavius, I have a practice, you know, mm. which is called tracking. Yes. That when you do step into the present moment and change a pattern consciously, you will literally see that ripple through every part of your life. Mm -hmm. it's not just that one relationship you mm -hmm. will see it in your relationships at work you'll see it on what comes on in the news yeah next moment yeah um you know and you will recognize that you know recognize recognize you will change your mm. thinking it will change your thinking oh i like that recognize oh, yeah i like that a lot where your power is yeah how getting off this dumb fucking pony show of news <laughs> and telling you stuff that, you know, from people who, you know, at least your generation kids to say, you know, we don't want old white guys telling us what's going on. Yeah. I guess we put yeah. all that news out for you. <laughs> old white guys. <laughs> don't be listening to them. That's their story. Yeah. So, that's great. Yeah, that's another, that's another generational thing. The fact that, like, you... You know, there was a time where all your news was from the newspaper. Then all your news was from, the, you know, the news channels, or, you know. And, and now it's to the point where you have near infinite access to everything, to everyone's opinion on everything and everyone's reporting on everything. And you get to decide between this, this pool of information and knowledge what you're going to focus on and what you are going to take in as truth. That's um, obviously, you know, everyone who has internet access, you know, has that ability. But yeah, my generation and the ones coming after, we really have a special ability and a privilege to grow up. Well, that's just always been a thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really, it's really incredible. Um, yeah. I want to. And with that comes a responsibility, which yeah. my generation really didn't have. 
and it's it's yeah. showing it's showing up a lot. You know, which news will you choose to listen to? Mm-hmm. Which station ideas are you going to take in? Um, it's near impossible to take all of them in. <clears throat> yeah, and um, if it truly is, if your the quality of your life is determined by the level of conscious awareness you are in in the moment. Mm-hmm. From that quote, the present moment is the only time you can change what's not working in your life and sustain what is working in your life. Then how we live, what choices we make in the present moment are the most important. And mm-hmm. we're, we're, it's a clean slate in every present moment. Our life is completely untouched. Yeah. The present moment. You can do it brand yeah. new. It's, it's unwritten. It's unwritten. And that is tremendous power. Absolutely. Which I think awesome to just contemplate. Yeah. Every every conscious moment is a, is a chance for a new beginning. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, I find infinite compassion in what you said a few moments ago. Is, okay, so you may have to do this a thousand times. Yeah. You may have to. Mm-hmm. And that's Okay. Now look around you. <laughs> we, yeah. We've been holding meaningless, stupid wars for thousands of years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The leaders, the leaders that we hire are doing this. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People, let's let's look at where we're really at here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we make space for them to do it. Right. So I, you know, just, just make space for yourself to make a new choice as often as you can. Absolutely. Um, I think... You know, especially like if you, you know, even if you don't, you know, or, or if someone rather doesn't believe in the idea of reincarnation, you know, for their own personal truth, for those uh, unfamiliar with the idea of reincarnation, it's the idea that um, we as individual people, our spirit or soul will return to earth, you know, many, many, many lifetimes, you know, um, uh, some people believe we come back as people each time and some people believe that we may kind of move up or down through different like animals insects plants or whatever some people believe there's choice in it but the general idea is that yes we will come back to this planet for you know perhaps thousands of lifetimes um it's only to learn lessons that will allow us to transcend this experience and move on to to something different you know um so can i add something to that yeah absolutely please do okay so, um, my primary teaching has been in two philosophies, Advaita Vedanta and Kashmir Shaivism. These are very ancient. Um, Advaita Vedanta is, is the premier philosophy in this age. In other words, it predates Taoism, Confucianism. Oh, wow, okay. So, in a particular region in India, mm-hmm. the original notion of reincarnation yeah. was moment to moment it was what you just oh, said a few moments ago yeah and this is this is something that is happening now that you know in a, in a sense we're dropping the yogic language which i think is good mm-hmm. because it's 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 off-putting and it's related to concepts that aren't really applicable right what Octavia said a few moments ago that you know you might have to do this a thousand times. Well, think about it. Right. You can either do it a thousand lifetimes, or you could do it a thousand times in a month, or 
in you know a week. Yeah, it's all dependent upon your level of awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, so the more you bring your awareness to the present moment, the more you're willing to stay a student, as the great yogic masters you know advised. Right, mm-hmm. always always stay a student. Yeah, you'll catch yourself. Yeah, you'll beat yourself up some saying, you know, damn it, I did it again. Yeah. <laughs> but Britney Spears wrote a whole song about that. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's yeah. a millionaire, so, you know, it's not going to be too bad. <laughs> but the more you catch yourself, you'll see reincarnation happening yeah. throughout your day. Yeah. That you will see that just making the slightest change, just, just apologizing to your partner, Mm-hmm. I, I just yelled at you, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Shit. Well, yeah. I'm going to apologize, and, and here it comes again. I'm going to do it, all right? <laughs> you were an idiot, and you did mess up. <laughs> oh just doing that, yeah. you're going to notice changes happening mm-hmm. in your life, in your outer world. You're going to see more coincidences, synchronicities, timetables change. You may walk out of a restaurant. Where you lost it with your partner, yeah, and your mother will text you, and you'll remember in that moment when you were a child and you watched your parents do what you just did in that restaurant, and you will be open to it. You'll be in a level of witness consciousness. You'll be fascinated, like you're watching a movie. Mm. These are the current and ancient, you know, reflections on reincarnation. Yeah. We're doing it. Every day we wake up and the, the option is, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to live it like you did yesterday <laughs> because you died when you went to sleep, you know, <laughs> and now you're awake and what, how are you going to live it? How are yeah. you going to live this day? <clears throat> so that's a, that's a more accurate yogic interpretation of it. And I'm, and I'm just so glad that more and more people are, are experimenting with it, playing with it, that every day is another life. Right. Absolutely. If not every- <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw this, this great quote on on uh, I think it was on Instagram a while back. It's you know it's a cartoon and, and the characters are talking and they say um what was it? One of them was like you know they say we you know you what was it? Oh, because it's like it's a play on a conventional quote. You you only live once, and and the character was like, no, you live every day. You only die once. And that, I thought that that was really powerful to me. And I think that kind of that kind of ties into what you're talking about. Like, yeah, every right. every moment, every day you wake up, that is a that is another. It's a chance for another another life. You know, you can. You well, can... well, from and and if you are, I don't know if you've come across the theories of the simulation theories. Oh, oh, absolutely! I've been down the rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you know, <laughs> the, the whole thing is somehow just a simulated, you know, projection. Right. Right. Be it a movie, a, you know, a, a multi-dimensional movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're you're replaying it in every moment, and and the more you get on those patterns, the more you become aware. The hardest ones are the ones that you did see your parents do, okay? Oh, yeah. Uh, that you did see your grandparents do. Yeah. Because they're they're really they're deeply embedded in our consciousness. The more compassion you can have on yourself, um, 
the more you will see the openings out of it. So this is where the virtues of uh, spiritual traditions are very helpful. You know, compassion, mm -hmm. kindness, tolerance. Mm -hmm. Whoa, do we need tolerance in our life right now? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. It, these become very active tools in your tool from your toolkit. If you're going to live thinking, <clears throat> okay, this is it. You know, this is my only moment. Mm -hmm. This is your shot. What do you, how are you going to play it? How are you yeah. going to do this? Um, and the truth is, you know, we are responsible. We can't. Oh, yeah. We can blame victim consciousness, but we're the ones who did it, yep. either the reaction or the, you know, the projection. Right. And we're responsible for that. That's going to... It's gonna, it'll be around again. Absolutely. Um, w one quote that keeps coming to mind as we're talking about this is uh, a Lil Wayne quote. He says, life is a movie, but sometimes I get too tired of watching and walk out. Uh, and I think when I really, when I started doing like the bring a, bring a book thing and things like that, like, and I started kind of settling into the now, it's like when you... When you're aware of your own cycles, you start to become aware of other people's cycles and you and it does life does kind of start to look like a movie, especially if you ever just like stand on a high building, watch the cars go by, the people walk by day after day and people, you know, arguing with their coworkers or their spouse day after day. It's just like, well, I've seen this movie before. <laughs> I've seen this movie before. Yep, and then and then she's going to say this and then he's going to do that. Oh, and then, okay, yep, then he's going to storm off. Yep. <laughs> And then, you know, but when you do it with yourself, I think that's when you can start to have a bit of grace about it, you know, and, and a bit of humor about it. And then that can translate to your relationships with other people. Um, but I really like that quote because it's like, that was a big part for me of getting out of a lot of toxic cycles uh, with myself and with other people it was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm tired of this movie. I'm tired of, tired of this show. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some rewrites. I'm do some editing yeah. to the script. <laughs> yeah, that's that's amazing. I mean, it's amazing that yeah. uh, you can see to just walk out of the movie. You yeah, know? just because you paid for it, you don't have to stay. No, no, <laughs> you don't have to stay. No, nope. we used to sneak into other other theaters. You yeah, know? <laughs> I don't like this one. I'm going next door. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. The guy taking the tickets, you know, to turn his back. And whoop, sneak in. Yeah. No, Go to a different a, movie. That's a great metaphor for life. It's just like, you know, hopping into a different movie. I don't like this. I don't like this scene. I don't like the setting. I don't, I don't like these characters. All right. Let me go over here. You know, what's this story about? Ooh, okay. I like this one. This one's got mystique and all, you know, romance. Yes. Yeah, switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's a great, that's a great remedy. Yeah. Go to a different movie. Yeah. Or stay out of all of them. Just, just observe you know oh oh absolutely yeah yeah i think we we have this capacity to simply you know stay in this neutral state all the time we do not have to mm. engage and we are naturally compassionate mm. and present and quiet um for some of us it takes you know it's taken a long long time for me to just come into a lived expression and experience of that Mm -hmm. uh, but its nature is to live, you know, not for yourself. 
It's mm. it's to live, you know, for others. Um, there's a great movie. It, it, it's good for men. It's called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. With um, Brad Pitt and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. And there's this great scene where Brad Pitt is he's he's a kind of a he's just a, an assistant to an actor, <laughs> and he used to be a great. Um, <clears throat> Well, he was an actor himself, uh-huh. and he and he did a lot of things. And yeah. he's, he's on top of somebody's roof. Just he's a stuntman, and he's fixing this guy's roof. And he's pausing for a moment. He's thinking, you know, how did I get here? How did mm. I get to the point where this is what I'm doing with my life? You know, I'm fixing somebody's roof. This yeah. wasn't my path all along. And they show all these scenes then where he's just acting out on other people. You know, <laughs> he's angry. And he acts out on people, and he's angry, yeah. and he acts out on people. And then they just come back to him standing on the roof, and he's looking towards the sun, and he looks into the camera, and he goes, hmm. like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I am where I am. Yeah, um, that's powerful. I think that really, coming out of these movies, we do, we're invited to look at, you know, how did you get here? How did you put yourself here? Mm-hmm. What attitudes, behaviors, actions did you take to end up where you are? Yeah, and and take ownership for that. <clears throat> that's that's how we change it. Mm-hmm. Is we just find okay, here I am. This is you know this is how I got here, and this is where I am. And then we can really make use of the present moment. For sure, change change the the script, man. <laughs> change the script altogether. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> so I have one more quote I want to I want to get your take on before we head out, okay. head out for the day um, and I think this one's good because because we do have you know a generational gap between us um, this one is also by Carl Jung he says life really does begin at 40 up until then you are just doing research <laughs> I've heard that one that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really like that one. Um, obviously, being 24 myself, uh, I I don't know how true that'll end up being for me. Not yet. Um, but I think I really like the sentiment behind it. You know, I think 40 is kind of an arbitrary number. Um, I'm sure in his time that was closer to like yeah. old age for sure. Um, right. Uh, but I really, yeah, I really like the sentiment of it. I think that, and it's an, and it's great. I think for people to hear, especially in today's world, because there's so much access to information and knowledge and the yeah, the ability to reinvent yourself and write your own story is more possible now, I believe, than ever before in human history. I'm not a historian. I, I, I can't necessarily validate that, but I don't think most people would disagree with that just because there's so much possibility um obviously depending on where you live and circumstances things like that but i think just in general the ability to to find a new way of life to find out that oh the way you've lived your entire life in terms of beliefs and views there's things that completely are outside of what you've ever even thought possible and there's people who live their lives that way you know um and you can you can explore you can find communities whether they be in person or online and find all kinds of support and people like yourself who it's like, you know, 
you will help show people how to discover what they want their life to look like and then help them build it. You know, I think that and you don't have to have it figured out at 20 or 30 or 40 or 50. You know, you don't have to have it figured out ever. Um, but giving yourself that grace of just kind of like, I'm just living, I'm discovering, I'm evolving. What I say today, how I live my life this year, next year, five years, could be completely different. It could contradict entirely how I lived my life a year or five years ago. And that's, I think that's the beauty of it. You know, so how, how do you feel about that? I have a question. How old is Lil Wayne now? Lil Wayne, I think he's, I think mid, late 30s. I think he's like 36, 37. Okay. So he's, he's headed there. He's closer to 40 than he is to 30. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I think you're right that when Carl Jung was that age, there was a lot of societal expectations and... Yeah. Uh, pressures, uh, identities placed on people. There wasn't a lot of, you know, at, at least in conventional culture, space for self-awareness yeah. and self-discovery. Mm -hmm. He was one of the forerunners of, to bring that into our world. So, mm -hmm. no, I, I like what you say. Um, <clears throat> you know, one of my, my prime teachers... Rom used to give us this challenge. He'd say, okay, well, then just do it. Then just park it. Sit down mm -hmm. and say, I'm not getting up. I'm not getting up. I'm not getting involved in this movie anymore. I'm just yeah. going to sit here. I'm just going to eat potato chips. And I'm checking out. I don't mm -hmm. want to be a part of it, so I'm not going to be. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, eventually, you're going to get hungry. You're going to get up. You're going to go to the refrigerator to see what's in there. <laughs> you're going to use the bathroom. Your cell phone's going to ring. You're going to answer it. And you're back in the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, my my take on it is, you know, how much can you be in be in the movie without being without being of the movie to play your role? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a great story of Sir Lawrence Olivier. I think he did Hamlet in England at the oldest theater in England. He got three standing ovations. Mm -hmm. He came off stage when he finally could get away. He went down to his dressing room. His dresser came into the room and said, oh, sir, sir, that will go down in history. It's the greatest Hamlet ever done. Nobody has ever done it that way. Nobody will do it that way. Yes, yes, I know. Leave me alone, please. <laughs> and he said, sir, they're, they're, I can't get out the door. The reporters, your fans are all out there. And he turned and he said, Leave me alone. <laughs> and the man said, I don't understand. Why are you so upset? He goes, don't you understand? I don't know who that was out there. I don't know that man at all. Ooh. Where did he come from? I like that one. That's chilling. So that, I feel like, is, is an experience that we can open to finally now. We yeah. can your take on on dropping the age barrier. How can you be so fully present in these podcasts? How can we be so fully present in an argument yeah. with someone and reach for being more authentic? Mm. And if that includes you're gonna lose it and you're gonna scream your bloody head off in a restaurant, 
okay, then have at it, but do it in a way that you've never done it before. Yeah. Open to a level of awareness that just can pour through you. Right. And see what that feels like. How can we find those moments that Laurence Olivier stumbled upon? And just obviously, you know, his work made, you know, space for that to happen. Mm -hmm. um, that's, you know, that's available, you know, to all of us. And I think technology is giving us those repeated reminders, not just with superstars like it did when I was growing up, you know, the rock musicians and the mm -hmm. athlete. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But now you get to see prodigies, you get to see children doing amazing things, you get to see teenagers doing things on skateboards, yeah. bikes, yeah. and you doing this podcast that's yeah. just, it's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. You're phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you. So Thank you. making that, going for that, going for that experience of Getting ourselves, you know, as, as Will Smith said in the Legend of Agar Vance, it's all about getting yourself out of the way. Oh, yeah. Let it pour through you. Yeah. And see, you know, astound yourself. Just astound yourself. Mm -hmm. so that if, if, if you hurt someone, yep, you hurt them, but nobody ever hurt somebody that bad. Yeah. <laughs> Heal someone. Nobody ever healed anybody like that. Yeah. That's what we're talking about is, is an embodied awakening, right? Right. It's an embodied awakening to the moment. And it takes being fully in that moment mm -hmm. as much as you possibly can, which that's what I take from the story. He lost himself. Mm -hmm. And that's deep. That's profound. That's truly amazing. That, that is. I think that, that, that's really incredible. I really, I really like that. I really like that story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, uh, I can, I can relate a little bit because when it, at, after a certain point, after I kind of started going on this path of, of self awareness and evolution, like at, at a at a young age, I, I started getting to the point where I would I would go on rants, I would I would lash out at people, I would you know I just have these very just like, not necessarily uncharacteristic, but just have these moments where I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm on my own loop. No one else involved. I'm doing my monologue. I'm just on a loop about whatever it is I'm apparently so passionate about in that moment. And then it was, it, it was sort of like a, like a, like a blackout moment. Like, cause you're just like, you're just like there. And then you're like, and then finally when it's over, you're like, oh, okay, here I am. I just did this thing. And then at a certain point, it got to the point where it was almost, it's almost like an out-of-body experience as opposed to blacking out. It's like, it's, it, it feels like it's like happening. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like on autopilot, but I'm like watching myself at the same time. It's like, it's like I just moved from like the like mental driver's seat to the passenger seat. And I'm like, dude, really? Like, what, what the hell are you even going on about? All right, cool. <laughs> I'll just wait till you give me the wheel back. We'll, I guess we'll deal with this then. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And what's it feel like to know you don't have the power to take that wheel away from him? It's, um, I would say it's, it's, it's actually empowering in a way because it's gotten to the point now where I don't 
like, yeah, there were times where I'm not saying I never get upset with people or anything, but I don't lash out at people the way I might have when I was younger, you know? So when those moments happen, it's very different. And if it's, and if it's coming from a place of like being upset or angry, like at a particular situation or somebody, I, it's now more of a thing where I'm expressing how I'm not going to allow myself to be in this state. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to take my power and move on. And it's almost like a, yeah, like a second self comes out and is like, look, clearly, it's almost like the yin and yang. It's like the, the yang says to the yin, look, I understand this is not your, your area. I got this one. I'll deal with this situation. You take the most, most of the situations. I'll get us out of this nonsense. You deal with the happy, bright stuff. Yeah. Well, there's evolution. Because I can say at 50, I was still doing that. <clears throat> I was still being hijacked mm -hmm. by what are called in yoga samskaras. Well, what are they called? Can you repeat that? Samskaras. <clears throat> They're okay. the impressions. They are what are actually reincarnating. You, that witness in the passenger seat, you, you, don't, you don't reincarnate. What would you reincarnate to? You're just watching the movie. Hmm. So these are the actors that play themselves out. Life after life after life, these samskaras, they're called in yoga, um, impressions. And this is what it takes. It takes witness consciousness to step back and look at it and see it in motion. Yeah. And truly, this is what evolution is. <clears throat> it's right here. Because, you know, at your age, you have this awareness. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have a family... You, get, you choose to partner and you have kids, you may discover less ability because there's certain combinations that, you know, mm -hmm. can, can enact them. <clears throat> but it doesn't matter. I mean, ultimately, it's, it's genetic. We now know as well that the genes are influenced by the level of awareness. Your children yeah. changed your own genetic makeup yes. and we know this is true now dr bruce lipton wrote an mm -hmm. incredible book mm -hmm. called biology of belief where you have children that they've 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 watched you know since they were in in the embryo mm -hmm. acting out patterns that you know have nothing to do with the situation that they're they're in later in life that that they were exposed to when they were teeny tiny little you know, embryos. Right. And we know that, you know, the DNA can change. It does change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No longer the golden calf that it was. You know, when I was your age, it was, it was locked down. DNA, nothing changes. It's the same. It's not right. true. Never was true. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So this is, you know, this is great to have you share this, Octavius, because this is, this is what true evolution is. And this is why it's so important not to get so involved in news reports about what's happening in the outer world. That's yeah. really just getting pulled into the movie again. Mm -hmm. And the only part of that they really are speaking to is, you know, very limited range of human emotional capacity. Fear, anger, yeah. fear, anger. Yeah. There's more coming out with compassion, you know, that we're being exposed to. Sure. Nicer. Now is your age. Yeah. So it is all about evolution, but this is just so great to hear that you have this awareness. You are aware of awareness. You're in mm -hmm. the passenger seat. You're watching. 
cannot stop that pattern, but you can reflect on it. That's what I heard you say. You took it in. You said, yeah. well, what's going on here? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm going to remove myself from these movies. Mm -hmm. That's, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And that's us. I mean, that's the new story of us right there. <laughs> You're showing it to us. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a movie. You know, everything we're watching on television, folks, it's entertainment, all right? It's entertainment. <laughs> you pay to go see people killed. Well, yeah. you don't see that. You don't have to pay to see what's happening in the Ukraine. Um, yeah. Ultimately, if you could see your own inner state and the stories that are playing on as entertainment, as episodes. Oh, yeah. You're watching. <clears throat> yeah. Is where it shifts. Yeah, I mean that, that's even. I think that's even a like a like a psychological term. Like, oh, someone's having an episode. Like, like that's that's yeah. a, that's an actual right. psychological term. But it's interesting right. the way we use that, right? Yeah, it is. It is. I, I think it's. I think it says something about our entire shift that movies are becoming less and less. Which is what that's all there really was when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. We had a couple of television shows, you know, but yeah, shifting now. To just episodes, even our movies, the Marvel episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're two-hour-long episodes. That's really what it is. Yeah, that's oh. what it is. So you've you've nailed it. You know, we're coming into this self-reflective state where we're saying, "Wait a minute, <laughs> this is my episode." Yeah, and yeah. How are you going to play it? Mm -hmm. Are you going to play it any different than you did yesterday? I don't know if you ever saw the movie Pleasantville. Pleasant. Oh, it sounds super familiar. What's it about? Yeah, it's about a kid, <laughs> Toby McGuire, who's in love with this television show, and it's a it's a nineteen fifties television show. Uh huh. And he's a wizard at it, <clears throat> and he enters a contest, you know, to answer all these questions about the television show. Yeah. And he wins. Uh huh. And what he gets is a pass to get into the television show. And he takes it. Yeah. He literally goes into the TV show. He lives his oh. life in the TV show. His Trippy. sister ends up coming along with him just because she holds on to the remote and she ends up there. Yeah. And they're in Pleasantville. Yeah. And then what happens in Pleasantville when these people come there, how the entire TV show starts to change. Oh, people yeah. start having wakes. <laughs> Oh man, that's uh, super trippy. That's yeah, Brit Holbrook breaking the fourth wall. I mean, from man. the fact that it's in black and white. Yeah, the show originally starts out in black and white, but as the changes start happening to the different characters and the different relationships and everything, yeah. colors start showing up in the oh, TV show. Oh, that's beautiful. That is whoever wrote directed that. That's incredible. Outstanding. Yeah. yeah. So you know we're. We're bringing some more color. You're definitely bringing some more color to our TV shows. <laughs> yeah. To our episodes. I love that. <laughs> now I'm going to have to ask my social work student who just got my rubric. You know, what's, a, what's an episode in social, in, uh, social work in therapy? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's what I love, man. Spark the conversation. It is awesome. This is, this is transmission. Yeah. Octavius, thank you for having me. This is great. Thank you for joining me, Robbie. This is this has really been incredible. As I, as I knew it would be, our conversations are always fantastic, and that's really that's what are. the podcast is about. You know, it's just it's just having good conversation, exploring new ideas, and 
sharing knowledge and hopefully people enjoy listening to it. Right on. Clearly. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us today for the latest episode of Notable Quotables. You can uh, find us on Spotify, YouTube, all the places you can get podcasts. Uh, Ravi, do you want to plug in any websites or social media or anything? Yeah, I'm on Facebook as Robbie Walsh. Um, Heartpath is my handle on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn, and my website is heartpathme.com. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. All right. Thank you, Octavius. Thank you, Robbie. Mm-hmm.